0: seven proudly brings to you basketball hustle. Ellis fumbled the ball two on the shot clock goes up a prayer. yes as he was falling to the ground it's a three he shot it literally from the hip definitely a highlight Come the Villagans. Four on two. McCall, Ellis, left corner. Missing out. Bang! From way down under. Cody Ellis. Reddick brings low out away from the basket. Stolen away by Cody Ellis. One man to beat. To the hole. He's fouled. Layup. Good. Whistle foul. Held the basket. Ellis for the reverse. Oh, Through fingertips. What a move. Ellis drops in a ball. I love seeing Cody Ellis coming out feeling good. Ellis. Cody Cardi- Ellis. Ellis, pull
1: up, up. Cody Ellis, bang. Cody Ellis, can he stand and
0: deliver?
1: Cody Ellis. It's time for another episode of Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle. Hello and welcome, Hoops Heaven's Basketball Hustle, and here we are on the eve of the NBL 23 season. It's crept up on us a little bit. We've been living in comfort the last couple of years starting in December and January but here we are getting ready for an October 1 start to the season. The NBL Blitz is, is up and running and we've got a lot to talk about. We're excited to be back for this season here on Hoop Sevens Basketball Hustle. I'm Chris Pike but I'm delighted to lock in my co-host for this full season. It'll be his first season with us and I hope you all enjoy what he's got to, got to provide. He's a former Illawarra Hawks and Sydney Kings NBL forward, St. Louis superstar, the Warwick Senators NBL 1 captain, Cody Ellis, thanks for joining me once again. And you're an official member of the show now. You're you're all over the, the starting tingle that we've got there. Your name's on our
0: logo welcome aboard. It's official. (laughs) It's official. No, it's good, man. Um, Look, I appreciate you and the listeners having me back. I'm very excited. Um, And how good is it that basketball is returning earlier this year? So it's a good little change up again and hopefully it stays that way from going forward.
1: Yeah, I forgot what what this feeling was like where (laughs) our SBL or NBL one season finishes and we've only got a couple of weeks then before the blitz starts and then the NBL season starts around the... Usually, it was always usually the week after the AFL grand mm-hmm. final, and we're back into that groove now this year. Um, no longer will our Octobers and Novembers and Decembers be, be quiet. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, next Saturday is the start, and it's pretty exciting. I mean,
0: I mean, is this what you were used to, an o- October start to the NBL? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's a lot better, I think, because mm-hmm. um, like you said, those couple of months of really no sport mm-hmm. is, uh, is brutal. So, no, it's really good that it's pushed uh, forward again.
1: Now, we're here thanks to Hoop7. Thank you to Jason and the team at Hoop7, and you can check them out if you're in Perth at the store on Murray Street or online. You can get everything you could ever hope for at hoop7.com.au. We couldn't be doing this show without the support of Hoop7 Cody. and it's great to have them on board because that's why we're here.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if if you're in the Perth area, certainly get into there and and into the store. And one of the best basketball stores in Perth for sure, Mm. easy, if not the country. So... Um, look, I've certainly picked up a few pairs of shoes mm. uh, in the past few months, so um, get in there. For a basketball
1: player, someone that's wearing you know sizes, you know, 13, 14, 15,
0: how hard is it to find
1: shoes of that size and how handy
0: is it to have someone like Hoops Heaven? Oh, it's good, man. It's it's really good because I used to have to order online all the time, mm. um, but it's good to be able to go and actually try a shoe on. I don't mm. really like ordering shoes. I don't mm. know what they feel like, so <laughs> yes. to be able to go into the store and, and try them on and, and Stuff, it's awesome. I love
1: it. Now, we've got a lot to get through on this show, Cody. This will be our season preview show, so we'll go through everything that's happened since our, our last episode. It's been a lot since we did a show after the NBL Grand Final where the Sydney Kings won the championship. So, we'll run through all of the off season events, we'll chat about the Blitz, we'll run through how each team is looking now ahead of NBL 23, and we'll put our next on the line, Cody, with a few predictions as well. Um, before we get to that, what has your off season been like? Talk me through. Your season at the Warwick Senators and what are you what have you been up to away from the bicycle court
0: oh plenty of work it's been uh for work for me it's uh, starting to get into the hectic time of year, mm-hmm. so that's uh kept me busy um yeah, look obviously a bit of a frustrating finish to the season uh for me personally and mm-hmm. and for us as a team didn't quite reach where we thought we were going to get to um, and look injuries obviously play a part in that and i'm uh back into rehab and starting to Get back out there and, and onto the court again which is fantastic mm. it's uh it's, it's nice to be able to get moving again because mm-hmm. uh just sitting there not being able to do anything for i mean six seven weeks yeah. of have uh, never wanted to go for a run more in my life It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was brutal um, well now that the season's
1: finished you might yeah. be happy to talk about what happened i mean talk me through how you how you actually injured yourself
0: yeah look just diving on a loose ball mm. um that's what i get for diving on the floor right <laughs> so no nah, look just it's just one of those things um do on want loose ball uh, one of the opposition players did as well and kind of got in, entangled a little bit mm. and um, smashed my knee on the floor. Mm. Uh, did a fair bit of damage, which, um, yeah, I didn't think happened. I just thought it was a pretty bad yeah. cork. And there was a um, small little tear in my quad, my lower quad, a bit of bone bruising in my knee, and then a, a partial ACL tear. Mm. So The amazing thing
1: is you came back on and helped your team win that game as well, even despite that.
0: Well, we got it into <laughs> overtime, but we lost yeah. it in overtime. That's right, So that's right. Um, Yeah, look, like I said, I just thought it was a really bad call, So Mm. it hurt, but it felt fine. I did all my own little tests and little Mm. side-to-side jumps and all that and felt all right. And, um, yeah, went and got a scan a couple of days later and showed all that damage in there, Mm. which was not ideal, and Mm. unfortunately finished my season. Mm. Um, No surgery required or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's going to heal itself. It's already doing that, which is great. And like I said, I'm smashing rehab now, and Mm -hmm. it's feeling really good. And, um, you know... Working, uh, working with my guy, Corbin Rowe at Diamond mm. Fitness, so loving it. It's, it's good, man. It's good no. to be able to move again. <laughs> good to hear. Um,
1: uh, we'll talk a bit more about how the NBL One season's played out a little bit later in the show as well. Um, just talking about our show here on Hoop 7's Basketball Hustle this year, Cody, where we're keeping things similar but changing it up a little bit as well. We're going to have some different people involved for our three awards, so we'll still have our Player of the Year award. But instead of the scoring machine, we'll go for the nightmare to give the votes this year and, yep. see, and see what sort of a different look Matty Knight might give us instead of Sean Redditch. Mm-hmm. Um, good to have Matty involved. We'll try to chat to him as many weeks as we can yep. to, to get him to explain his votes. Do
0: you expect him to have a little bit of a different outlook than Sean might have had? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's going to be really good to have Matty on board mm-hmm. and um, it'll be good to talk to him and mm-hmm. someone who has kind of... Once he stepped away from the floor, has separated himself a little bit from yep. from the game a bit. So it'd be good to get him back on on board, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing how he sees things because mm. uh, he was a heck of a smart player. Mm. Um, so it's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. Very
1: passionate about the Jack Jumpers too, so yeah, we, we might see a lot of Tasmanian. <laughs> te, we might see more Tasmanian votes than Wildcats <laughs> votes votes this season. Um, we'll have our Damo Award for the best defensive player as well, so we'll have our votes for that each and every week. We'll confirm who those votes will come from mm-hmm. before the season starts. It might be Damo, or we might pull a surprise and get somebody else involved, Cody. But our Galen Award for the best team man. Very excited to have. Scott Ninnis involved to to choose that for us each and every week, and we'll catch up with Scott as often as we can. As he's always very keen to remind me, he's the only man that's been involved with every Adelaide 36ers championship, whether as a player or in a, in a coaching role. So it would be nice to have, have some thoughts coming from Adelaide.
0: Yeah, and again, I'm excited to have Scott on board, because that's awesome. Um, again, just a different perspective. I think, um, you know, the more... Different types of people we can get on board it is going to be good for the listeners and, and just for us in general to pick their mm. brain.
1: And what we'll also try to do because we'll have plenty to talk about each and every week, and we'll try to catch up with those guys to explain the awards is do some bonus episodes. So we'll rotate between some some people. So we'll look to get our old favourites like an Alex Loudon involved. Um, maybe somebody like an old teammate of yours as well, Cody. And let's that, start by talking about him first up. AJ Ogilvie's announced his retirement from the NBL. It'll be nice yep. to to catch up with with AJ and. He had a, had a pretty pretty decorated career, finished mm-hmm. up as a captain of that Illawarra Hawks team and now that he's in
0: retirement it might be nice to, to pick his brain. Oh absolutely, I'll uh, I'll definitely be reaching out to AJ mm. and, and uh, trying to get him on board because again, another just really smart player and someone who knows the league very well, so mm. uh, it would be good to get his insights if we can.
1: Mm. Now let's go into some of the latest news and that, let's follow that path again because that's Lift the curtain a little bit. One of the people we were pretty keen to have involved yeah. and who was happy to be involved yeah. was was Kevin White, yep. one of your one of your old teammates from yeah. from the Hawks. Except he's now back on on an NBL the roster there yeah. at the Hawks. He's the injury replacement for for Daniel Greeter at least in the mm-hmm. in the short term, and he's going to be still involved in the club for the whole yep. season, whether he's playing playing or not. Tim Conrad's back as well as a as a guy that you just can't get rid of yeah. because he's always around, and yeah. if they need need someone to step in, then then Timmy's always there. Um, how happy are you for the, the old band to be to be still kicking around there with the Hawks?
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. Kind of been a bit of a theme this year mm. throughout the league and yes. guys almost hanging them up and then re-signing again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, look, it's good. I think Kev brings that uh, leadership to that group. Mm. Um, again, a fairly young group again. And, mm. and obviously with Timmy there as well, two guys that have been around the league for so long and I think... Um, just their knowledge of the league and, and their leadership will um, be really good for that squad. Well,
1: what you touched on there was Dave Barlow. We thought he retired. He announced yep. his retirement. He was ready to move into a coaching role. Then all of a sudden, they have started playing some preseason games mm-hmm. and, and he started to hit the floor. And then just ahead of the blitz, they officially confirmed that yep. he'd be back playing again. Yes. Um, remarkable.
0: Yeah, <laughs> unreal. Unreal. And uh, yeah, look, I remember texting you after we'd have a conversation that morning mm-hmm. and then we... <laughs> I messaged him saying I thought Barlow was hanging him yep, up, and then yep. he was on the court. And um, yeah, look, no, that's good. Again, mm. someone with just a wealth of knowledge of the league, and mm. who's I think leadership in that group will will be very handy with mm. with the mass amount of turnover that they've, they've had yeah. in players.
1: Now we've seen the NBL blitz now take place in Darwin. First of all, what are your
0: thoughts on basketball in Darwin? Have you did you ever had have, have mm-hmm. the chance to play up there? I did, I did. It's awesome. You know, they they do get around it. it mm. It's great. Um, Know, with, without having any really professional sporting teams, yep. I think having a team up there would be re- really good. Mm-hmm. I think the the whole state really got around the Salties they this did, year, yeah. you know. So I their think game night atmosphere was was, awesome. was unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And just about yeah. every night was sold out in that building. Yeah, yeah. And look, I think if the NBL is looking to expand again in the near future, I think Darwin is certainly a place of interest for them. Mm. Um, yeah, look, it, it's it's hot. <laughs> it is hot, and yeah. especially. Playing in summer, yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be even worse. But look, I, I think it's a really good spot to play in. Yeah, not excellent. Um,
1: now I don't know how much you've seen of it, Cody. To me, the two standout teams have been the Brisbane Bullets and the Adelaide 36ers. Mm. So we'll we'll go into more depth about each team a little bit later. But. From what I see from those two teams, I think the 36ers are clearly the most talented team mm-hmm. coming into this season. They've added Franks, they've added Cleveland. Craig Randall is not going to be shy yeah. in getting up shots this season. I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the league in, in shot attempts. And then they've still got DJ, they've still got Sunday Dash, they've still got Mitch McCarran, they've still got mm-hmm. Kai Sotto. So they've got an enormous amount of talent. And they again, they went through the blitz undefeated for the second straight year. But I think they're in a much better place to back it up. This this season, and then the Brisbane Bullets to me, they look to be the best prepared team for this yep. coming season. They just look really well drilled for a team that you know is in pre season mode, and I, I don't know if that's because you know they had you know Kadee and and Krebs and DJ Mitchell who all played together at the mm-hmm. Gold Coast Rollers, or you know that they also had Devondrick Walker and Harry Froeling who also came straight off winning NBL one championships, mm-hmm. um, or if it's just the, the talent you know bringing in Aaron Baines and Nathan Sobey... You know, back into the mix as well, and then Tyler Johnson, who's an NBA veteran. Um, to me, those are the two standout teams, and they
0: look—they look pretty good. What—what what stood out to you so far? Yeah, look, those two teams definitely stood out. I really am not a fan of of watching the preseason tournaments like this because it's so hard to tell. Yeah, you know. Coaches are experimenting with different mm-hmm. different lineups, and a lot of the coaches don't even coach. Oh. We, we saw Taj, we saw McCall on. coach
1: the end. We've seen Claire McIntyre and Kevin Lucey yeah. both at the Sydney Kings. So, yeah, Co- coaches not only really experiment with yeah. their teams, they experiment with, yeah. their, with their coaching staff
0: too. Love that, by the way. I mm. think I think that was really good. From forty to, uh, I guess, watch the game from a different angle as well, yeah. Yeah. and and have Taj McCall, who is going to be probably the leader of that group. He's the captain. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's going to be the main leader of that group. I think have him coach them and, and show you know, his knowledge and mm. show his leadership. I think that was really good. And then obviously having Fleur and Lishi mm. coach was is, is, is awesome as well. Yeah. Having Fleur as, as the official head coach, mm-hmm. uh, which was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. So I'm uh, very happy for her. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think I think Adelaide looked really good. You mm. know, Obviously have loaded up. Uh, talent-wise, mm-hmm. and I think having Kai Soto back, he just looks a lot more confident yep. um, after the stint with his, with his national yep. squad. Stronger too. A bit stronger, a bit bigger. Yeah. yeah, look, I think if he can keep that progression going and, mm-hmm. and keep getting better and better and bigger and stronger, I think uh, he'll be a legit force in this yep. in this league this year. And then Brisbane, Brisbane do look stacked, you're right. Mm. They, they look the most well-drilled for the time being. Yep. So, um, and that doesn't surprise me at all with, with how their season ended and mm-hmm. it was a bit of uh, argy-bargy everywhere yep. and yep. you know people calling in, everyone out. I think uh, that was gonna be the main focus for them mm. coming into this season, yep. it was, it was making sure that everyone's on board, everyone's yep. well-drilled, and, yep. and it looks like that. <laughs> it's amazing. They
1: did look like a team of individuals last yep. year, didn't they? Yep. But all of a sudden they look like they're all on, on one page. We can talk in, in a bit more depth about them later. Um, the worst part about a preseason tournament like this is mm-hmm. injuries, especially if they affect your season. And Melbourne United, they already came into this season probably unexpectedly losing Jack White and mm-hmm. Matthew Delavid over to the NBA. Um, they were probably expecting to lose Joe Lawhala-Chul, but what they thought would be, would, would be able to offset that was mm-hmm. Ariel Hockporty being able to step up and play a starting role and, and probably do similar things to what Joe was able yeah. to do last season. And every indication was he was going to be able to do that, but then he went down with an Achilles yeah. A ruptured Achilles, you could see that that was always most likely what happened when he went to take off and looked behind him to see what kicked him in the, in the Achilles yeah. and there was nothing there. And So the worst has been confirmed and it's horrible luck for him because he he turned down the chance to earn an NBA contract, which I'm sure he would have got if he yep. nominated for the draft earlier this year, but he wanted to come back here to be better prepared for the NBA next year and now he's he's out for the next 12 months. It's just horrible luck for him but also for Melbourne United because they They've already filled their, their import spots and now at this point of the season to try and replace your starting five minutes it's a big big ask.
0: Yeah, well it's that's brutal, man. And I well, injuries suck. Mm-hmm. They're part of sports, but they're awful, especially season end ones before the season starts. Yeah. yeah it's it is, it's just a massive blow for them. I think um I was really excited to see how he'd evolved in the offseason yeah. and yeah. and how he was gonna do this year because he was one of the best bigs in the league towards mm. the end of last season, towards, yeah. you know. Um, again, you know, he would come on for Joe and mm. be just as, if not more, dominant. Yeah. Um, and a better defender, yeah. probably. for sure, yeah. for sure. So, look, the one thing that he can take away is that, you know, Jack White mm-hmm. went through this. And came back a better athlete, which was unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> so he's gone through this with the same club. So yeah. I think that... Uh, if there's any positives he can take out no. of it, it's, it's that and yeah. that he's got the right staff around yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he'll have you know, guys over in the US mm. helping as well. So, yeah. look, I've, yeah, it's brutal, man. But, uh, you know, it, it happens. Cool. It's, it's sport.
1: He, he hasn't been the only injury either. Mm-hmm. Tom Abercrombie he can't take a trick. He's, no. he's battled injury the last two years, especially last year. And now in their first game with the Blitzy, in the first 45 seconds, he runs into Aaron Baines. He yeah. Cops are yeah. cops, and Aaron knock nothing. You know, Baines didn't didn't do it anything deliberate. But I think a lot of people are going to come off second best if they run into yeah, the not big bag you want to run into. <laughs> no. No. And Tom, Tom copped it in the eye. He went straight off, and he's gone back home. And now he's had surgery on his on his eye, and he's out for at least the next six weeks. It's yeah. it's just horrible luck.
0: Yeah, you're right. He can't catch a break, and I think he partially ruptured his retina or mm. something along those yeah. lines, which is which is crazy. Yeah, I mean. And yeah, look, Bainesy's not that person that you got to run into. Like <laughs> I said, you know, you got to run into anyone; it's, it can't be him. Mm. But yeah, look, he—I I feel for him because look, he still has a lot to offer in that in that squad. And mm. again, sound like a broken record, but a wealth of knowledge and mm. that leadership. Again, he's going to have to come from the bench for a while. Yeah. And and, and he would have been uh,
1: so excited to play that first helped. game back in Auckland as well. And yeah. now he's going to have to miss it. I know.
0: And yeah, look, I feel for him. Mm. And that really sucks, and it's not. Not at all what he deserves, and I think uh, it would have been a fairly good ovation for oh, him yeah. coming in uh, that first game back home. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, it's, it's brutal, man.
1: Might have been a Damien Martin in Perth type yeah, type ovation he might absolutely. have, might have, might have got and would have been well-deserved, and maybe he'll get it when he now makes his return mm-hmm. on his own. He, yeah. he might get that yep. attention all on, on his own when he comes back. But South East Melbourne Phoenix, they also are well short of full health right now, and they play on the first night of the season only... Next Saturday night, so they don't have much time to get healthy. No. So we're yet to see Ryan broke off all Mitch Creek in the preseason, and now both their their import backcourt of Gary Brown and Trey Kell are out injured as well. And you know we're not sure on how serious Brown's injury is, but Kell's certainly out for the first probably month of the season with a yeah. with a, a rib injury. They've got a lot of talent on their squad,
0: but they're not much use if they're not out on the court. No, not at all, not at all. And again, another team that's kind of been riddled with that sort of stuff last year wasn't wasn't the year that they thought they were going to have but you know guys in and out of the squad all the time mm. it, it makes it hard for any continuity and you know, again you got guys like, like Brokoff and Creek who are two of your leaders mm. not playing any of the pre-season games yeah. it does hurt and yeah. I think that hurts with chemistry and look I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they've been fully training or what and they're just kind of not playing but I mean, uh, that's, I, I think yeah. they
1: expect Creek to play round yeah. one but Brokoff is certainly it's after certainly the first up. couple of weeks yeah. so
0: it's, it's brutal man. It sucks and that's certainly gonna hurt their start of the season. Mm. Um with with lots of teams loaded up and ready to go, I think uh they're gonna be on the back foot to start, which uh is not ideal. Mm.
1: All right, Cody. That's a lot of I guess the news that's come out of the blitz so far mm. and what's happening. Let's go back a couple of couple of months and run through some of the biggest events over, over yeah. our off season. It's been a big off season for the Boomers. We've seen Mitch McCarron captain a lot of those teams and they had a lot of success. So they went in one another Asian Cup. They dominated their World Cup qualifiers. Um, saw a lot of new faces. We, we saw you know, Luke Travers get his first taste of it and, and do, do really well. Um, from what we saw in the off-season with the Boomers, and Mike Kelly was in charge for
0: a lot of it, um, what did you take out of it? Oh, the, the Boomers are in good hands going forward. Mm. I think uh, lots of these young boys stepping up and, and um, showing that they're ready for that stage, mm. I think, has been really good. Um, you know, it was, it was nice to see Mike Kelly take mm. over and, and be successful. But, yeah, look, Maka was, was an unbelievable captain for mm. that squad. And I yep. think he, uh, there was a few games there that he just took over for a couple of minutes mm. and, and really put the teams away. And, yeah, no, look, it was, it was really good to see that uh, a lot of these young boys take that challenge and, mm. and you know, not take a backward step, yep. which is what that boomers' culture is all about. Absolutely. They've got a World Cup
1: now. It's next year. So, you know, some of those players have put themselves in the mix mm-hmm. to, be, to be to be part of that a lot of nbl going to the nba events happening as well so we saw luke, luke travers drafted to the cleveland cavaliers and they they've allowed him to return to the wildcats to continue his development but i was a little bit surprised so jack white went to the denver nuggets and couldn't be happier for him but it, he probably wasn't the first guy that came to mind if i was thinking of someone to make the next jump to the nba and and then it was a real surprise so Daly returned to the nba to play under a f- familiar face there at the sacramento kings um it tore the heart out of Melbourne United, but you couldn't be happier for both guys.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. I think with Delhi, I think it was always going to happen, purely for the fact that he got asked to come into camp and mm. try out. Yep. You don't have to try out when, yeah. you, when you're that experienced. Well, no, yeah. not really, and especially with you know, a, a guy that you played for yep. pretty much your whole career yep. and someone who loved what you did. And mm. So that, that didn't surprise me a whole lot. Jack White, I think... Obviously, I think he belongs in the NBA. I think mm-hmm. he's that kind of a player. But, yeah, I thought maybe another season back down here, mm-hmm. just getting his confidence back. I mean, we saw at the end of last year how good he can yeah. be. Um, but a full, full season of that confidence, mm-hmm. I think, would have done him a world of good. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he went over and impressed. Yeah. He went over and impressed really well, and that's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm so happy for those yeah. two guys. Yeah, absolutely. A lot
1: happened at the Perth Wildcats there for a little while as well. So Scott Morrison left as the coach. John really ended up replacing him. Eventually the whole off-court off management staff was was turned over as yeah. well as as the SEN management started to to make their full imprint. What was your take on everything that happened there at the Wildcats?
0: Yeah, a lot going on, a mm-hmm. lot going on. And uh, if SEN was ever going to make a, a big cull like they did, it was mm-hmm. going to be this... Off season mm-hmm. because of not making yep. playoffs last year which neither here or there mm. I think that uh, I think there was some people that probably could have gone but look I, I'm not really too privy to what mm. was happening in, in the background there so you know it's Morrison who had the full backing obviously for family matters had to, yep. had to go yep. which uh, which was unfortunate because it would have been good to see him mm. With a, with a full season and actually being here with yeah. the squad and yeah, yes. and all that, but uh, look, I think they found a pretty good replacement in John Reilly. Yep. So I think you know from from all reports, it sounds like he's uh, he's a fun fun guy to play with. Mm-hmm. And being an ex player, you know, mm-hmm. I think he understands the player's point of view a bit differently mm-hmm. than uh, than coaches that yep. have never played. But first, first head coaching gig, yeah, so okay. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, he's he's got a
1: remarkable history in Perth as well, playing against the Wildcats as well. So, I mean, yeah, I I think he's a ready-made coach. So, I think they were caught off guard a little bit having to replace Scott, but I think they they're in pretty good hands with finding Jr. Another coaching change happened at the New Zealand Breakers. I was disappointed for Dan Shamir because he every season that he coached at the Breakers, he never had a proper run at it, whether it was ruined by injuries or you know they had a lot of drama in his first year with imports coming and coming Mm -hmm. and going and finding themselves arrested and all sorts of things and then then covid hit and he and he never got to really coach at home but probably more for anything for family reasons he wanted to head back to europe and yep. you can un- understand that but his assistant modi may stepped in to replace him it's going to be a lot of fun watching him now on the sidelines
0: what did, what did you what did you make of that yeah look again i think we spoke about it in the last show mm. of, of the season I think last so, yeah. year and we we kind of thought this might happen mm. and um yeah, it it sucks. It it's brutal for him that he couldn't get a full season under his belt with home games and, and yep. all that sort of yep. stuff. So, but you're right. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, how Modi comes mm-hmm. in, and now mm-hmm. that he's allowed to be up and, and run <laughs> yes. on the sidelines, yeah. how he yeah. how he's going to react. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, they're going to be a, a fun squad to watch, even if you're not looking at the court. It's going to be the sidelines that you'll be. <laughs> oh, on, absolutely.
1: Now yeah, we've lost a lot of talent. Um, out, of, out of this list, who really jumps out at you that we're going to miss? So we've lost the MVP, Jion Adams. Mm-hmm. His teammates at the Kings, Jarrell Martin and Ian Clark. Joe Chi isn't back. Josh Adams from the Jack Jumpers isn't back. Scott Machado moved on. Duop Reith. Joe jo Luala-Chul. Finn Delaney. Vic Law. The list goes on, but there's a lot of talent there that, that has gone out of the league.
0: There is a lot of talent mm-hmm. there that uh, is, is all of a sudden not around. and Look, every, every single one of those guys, I think, is going to be missed throughout the mm. league. I thought Joe Chee was, was awesome towards the end of the yep. last year. Yep. He was almost unstoppable. Yep. Jalen Adams losing the MVP is never good. Mm. And that always mm. is brutal. Jarrell Martin was, again, a force to be reckoned with. He yep. was just, again, one of those guys that was nearly mm. unguardable just purely because mm. of his size yeah. and you couldn't put a real big on him, but he was too big and strong for anyone yep. smaller. Yep. So yep. I think... The tough one is yeah. going to be seeing Finn not in the breakers colours. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be interesting. But Vic Law not having him around is, mm-hmm. is going to be brutal because mm-hmm. he, he's been so good the past couple of years. Yeah. Josh Adams was amazing mm-hmm. last year. I think that that grand final series he was unbelievable. Yeah, and then you know guys like Scott Machado who had, yeah. had become you know a normal name amongst the NBL. Yeah. Um, not seeing him around. You've got Reeve, Lua, Joe Lua, sure those guys I think we thought would take off and go, mm. so that's not too surprising. But again, it's going to suck not seeing them play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so much talent has, has been lost in this, uh, mm. this off-season. It's crazy. It's getting
1: harder and harder to find a spot on a roster as well. Yeah. So we're seeing a lot of guys that you know probably are still good enough and healthy enough and talented enough to be playing in the NBL, but teams only have so much room in the salary cap and also so many roster spots. So yeah. I mean... You can have a look at some of these names, and Nate Jawai, Tad Doffelmeyer, Jordan Artai, Jack Salt, Emmett Nah, Matt Hodgson. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's probably ten other guys that probably easily could be on that
0: list. Yep. It's tough to find a spot at the moment. It sure is. It sure is, and I think that's part of the reason why the NBL is looking to expand again. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. there is that much talent around that. You know, it's it's not going to be a hindrance adding a team, and we saw mm-hmm. that with Tasmania yep. last year. Yep. You know, yep. so yeah, look, it, it's brutal, and and off seasons never fun as it is, mm. but especially if you're one of those fringe type of players, it's it's just brutal, mm-hmm. um, and it's got to be frustrating. And, and really, unless you're in that city, I guess doing workouts with coaches in the mm. off season, mm. NBL one's fantastic, but you do kind of get forgotten about if you're not in front of these That's guys. Right. Yep. So yeah, look, I feel for all those guys. I think mm. Nate, Nate's a tough one because. He, he didn't really get too much of a run last year, but the um, way Fordy played, you know, that's yeah. not he was not really into that style yep. of, of play. So, um, look, I think a couple of these guys could probably be really good on a coaching staff as well. I think yeah, that sure. is, is probably your other option. So, But, yeah, look, it's like I said, off season sucks, man. <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah. if you're off contract. That's
1: absolutely. All right, Cody, that's been a lot to get through. Let's take a deep breath. When we come back, we'll take a closer look at how each NBL team is looking. Ahead of the upcoming season, sounds good. <laughs> All right, Cody, we're back on Hoop Seven's Basketball Hustle. Ten teams to get through. So I'll race through the changes at each team and you give me your little bit of of insight into how you feel each team is is shaping up. So let's start alphabetically and at the Adelaide 36ers. So CJ Bruden's second season as coach. Last season didn't go to plan, but as we talked about, they've now got an enormous amount of talent to work with. So Mitch McCarron, Daniel Johnson, Sunday Detch, Hiram Harris and Kai Sutter are all back. And then their three new imports, Craig Randall, Robert Franks and Antonios Cleveland. They've added Anthony Drimmick, who again we haven't seen yet, but he's another more than handy little yeah. little piece to add. Kyron Galloway, coming off the NBL one season he had, he'll add a lot, and and Dengakuth, to just add some size. Gee, they've they've upgraded in almost every area. That's yeah. a that's a pretty handy squad that CJ's got.
0: Oh, absolutely, and it's it's good that it's going to be a squad that CJ's put together himself. Yep, that's so right. that's going to be the big look. I think the 36ers fans are going to be happy to see another Randall mm-hmm. uh, in the Adelaide yes, jersey, yes, even yes. though it's a different one. Yep. But uh, he's a point guard nah, too. Yeah, no, nah, he looks tough. He looks tough, you know. And then just proven really good imports in Franks and Cleveland coming yeah. in is massive. Drummick's going to be an interesting one. Hopefully, mm. he's he's fit and healthy because mm. um, I don't think he has been for the past couple of years, yeah, and it's yeah. you, you've really been able to see yeah. that. So. Again, if a full, healthy Drumick is mm. is a nightmare. Yeah, he's he's tough. He's really well, he had good. a really
1: good NBL one season, huh? and he must yep. have
0: got injured very late because we haven't seen him in the preseason mm. since. Yeah, and whether that's because Adelaide's been like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna pull you so you can mm. come over here and, and settle down and, and get into it," especially with the past couple of seasons yeah. he's had. So, but I'm not 100 percent sure what's happened there. Hopefully, it's no injury setback again. Mm. Yeah. Um, Galloway just an athlete, mm. he's, he's going to be he's gonna be fun to watch, I think, yeah. run on the floor, especially with the squad they've got. They're yeah. going to be a, a run-and-gun type. a curve again, he's going to be really good to watch, I yeah. think. Yeah, look, I think Adelaide's going to be one of, those, one of those dangerous teams It's going to be probably one of the most improved teams, yeah. um, purely for, for the fact that they've kept what was working for them last year. Mm. And, again, like you said, they've upgraded in, in every other aspect, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch, and it's going to be good to see CJ coach a team that he's put yep, together. Ab- absolutely. Um,
1: Brisbane Bullets, as we touched on before, they're, they're looking pretty exciting as well. So let's hope that Nathan Sobey can be close to 100% healthy again, yeah. because we know how good he can be for years. But then, you know, they've still got Jason Cade and Tanner Krebs, who were both part of that Gold Coast Championship, and and Ty Harrison is a, is a more than handy handy big as well. But... a look at their their inclusion so Aaron Baines making his his return after you know he probably felt like his career was over with that injury he had at the the Olympics but geez looking he's looking good and he's looking motivated and and he's looking like he'll be a force Tyler Johnson he was a guy who averaged 14 points in the in the NBA only only going back a few years so we know what he can do Devondrick Walker we saw what he can do in the NBL one West competition and really happy to see him get the chance Cody Statman's an emerging talent from what we're seeing from Harry Froland, he looks motivated and ready to to return to Brisbane and make an impact. DJ Mitchell is another, another handy, handy piece. And and, and Gordrop Gak is looking pretty exciting from what we've seen in the Blitz as well. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of talent on one squad.
0: Lots of talent. Lots of talent. And, yeah, look, I think, like we said, at the end of last season, they kind of look like a team just out to get their own. Mm. Um, and that's what it felt like watching. And... From some of the comments that were going around, that's what it yep. looked like was happening internally. So I think uh, I think this year... Well, if, if you remember,
1: when they played that last game, James Duncan talked in his press conference about how some guys
0: refused to turn up to play. To, yeah, they just yeah. flat well, out they, refused to play. Well, they had about seven players, didn't <laughs> yeah, they? They had about yeah. two players on the bench. It looked really weird. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look, I think that uh, they've certainly... Get on top of that this offseason mm. and made sure that i'm sure Duncan has been very in everyone's ear yep. about you know the team mentality and, and buying in i mm-hmm. think it's probably the big thing yeah i'm excited to see sobs hopefully mm. he's healthy yeah. like fully healthy um it's going to be great i think jason kiddie had a, a really good off season in the mm. NBA one yep. he's just transformed his game into like a really Really solid point guard for mm. them you know for someone who has been a scorer pretty much his whole life yeah. um, watching him with that Gold Coast team was, was lots of fun it was, yeah. um, and then yeah look obviously Bainesy is, is mm. gonna be awesome and it's it's nice to see him out on the court mm-hmm. and smiling and looking like he's <laughs> yeah, having yep, fun yep. he's gonna be a menace in this league if, yeah. if he can stay healthy as yep. well um, well
1: uh, you can't guard him no I don't think there's one person in this league no. with, without Nate Jowo who can even come close to stopping him.
0: No, no, I don't think so. And I think Huck Porty was probably yep. one of the ones that would have had the closest chance, yep. but would have lost out still, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, Tyler Johnson, again, NBA mm-hmm. veteran. Yeah. Someone who I thought was a really good pickup. Yep. His best, if he can get to his best, I think is, is easily a top-ten player in this yep. league. Evondrick Walker, again, was able to play against him this year in the, in the off-season, mm-hmm. and he's someone that just dominated this league, and yep. it was really good to see him get a shot. And mm-hmm. Been one of their better players in the Blitz. Um, And then, you know, I think...
1: I mean, Robert Franks was almost their best player last year. I mean, in a lot of ways, Baines takes over that role, even though they're slightly different players. But going by a little bit of the things you hear culture-wise, I don't know if Brisbane was that upset to lose Franks.
0: No, I don't don't think so either. And, you know, again, like you said, Bainesy slotting in. Bit of a different player. Mm -hmm. But you're right, culture-wise, I think he he fits in that. What they need this year Mm. specifically... Uh, fits them better young guys like cody statman i don't know how much he's going to play in this mm-hmm. in this squad because they're stacked yeah so it'll, it'll be good to see him play a little bit um but again for me harry froling isn't is a big one because it looked like he had a lot of fun this offseason, it Grew his confidence back, mm-hmm. and I, I think Harry is is someone that can be really good in this league. Mm-hmm. So it was an amazing it was
1: amazing to watch him last He yeah. had that one game with the Hawks where he scored thirty points, and I think mm-hmm. he had eight or nine three pointers. But yeah. then a couple of games later, Gorge sat him out, and he had a had a DNP. I feel yeah. like he'll have a much bigger role on a regular basis on this team.
0: For sure, I think he I think Gorge fell in and out of love with him a little bit, mm-hmm. and you could hear it in some timeouts. You know, he yeah. was just just going at him, yeah. um, but look, it's going to be fun to see him. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he gets his opportunity mm-hmm. and, and grabs it by the horns and, and runs with it.
1: And I think we'll see Frolling re Froling quite a bit too, which, yeah. will, be, which will be fun. Yeah, it will be. Cairns type hands. Um, for Adam Ford, I think it's similar to CJ Bruden at Adelaide where he's now got to put together his team. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is his team. He's got to pick and choose the players that, that he wanted. I think he probably... You know, just didn't see eye to eye with guys like Machado and Kuat Noy and, and Nate Jawai last year, who he inherited. Um, probably Jordan Artai to a degree as well. Maybe even Jared Kenny. So these are all guys that he inherited and were under contract once he took over. But now he's got to put his imprint on this team. He's brought back to Jim McCall, made him his captain. And clearly they've got a great relationship, you know, as he was <laughs> he was happy for. For him to coach at the Blitz, you know, Majuk Deng's back, Mirko Jarek, hopefully we can actually see him on the court a bit more this year. Mm-hmm. Bull Kowal, second season. Keanu Pinder ready to you know, take the league by storm. And Ben Air, he's a more than handy mm-hmm. you know, point guard in this league. So they've got those guys back. And then Shannon Scott has a handy sort of probably third or fourth scoring option when he's on the court. Looks okay. DJ Hogue's the one that you can probably identify quite a bit with him as a similar type of game Cody. Yeah. He looks like a guy that I think he can take it inside if he wants to, but he's mm-hmm. more than happy to live with the three-point line. Yeah. In the first game he played, he didn't take a shot from inside the three-point arc. So right. I think he hit his first four three-pointers in about three and a half minutes of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's clearly cle- clearly hugely talented. Mm-hmm. Sam Mordenberg will probably be their starting five-man. He looks like someone that can add a fair bit. Late Mayen yeah. coming out of the NBL 1, who we haven't seen yet, but he'll be a good pickup. And Jonah Antonio, just a sharpshooter. Yeah. This is Forty's team to live or die by now.
0: Yeah, it is. And again, another coach that it's, it's good to have him have his imprint on the mm. roster and be able to recruit who he wants and who he wants to fit into his system. Mm. And these guys look like they're going to get out and run. Yes. And that is that is going to be what they do. And so shoot the three ball. Yeah, They're probably going to
1: average 40, at least 40 a game, I, I think. I so. Think.
0: I think so. Which, um, I mean, you've got Tiju McGall running that break. Yep. He's going yep. to be on the rim or finding guys on the mm-hmm. perimeter. So yep. it's they're going to be fun to watch. Yep. They're going to be a high-scoring team and... Um, yeah, it's going to be a, uh, an issue for other teams to try to keep up with them scoring-wise. Mm. Look, I think it's going to be good to see Mirko. You know, mm. like, yeah. like you said, hopefully he can stay healthy and uh, just an absolute sharpshooter and yes. someone that can change a game in a matter of seconds, yeah. um, as we've seen before. Yeah. Um, Book Ball, Ball will be really good to, to mm. see another year with him. Um, Keanu, I mean, we couldn't speak more high yeah. than last year, and, yeah. and I think he's, again, ready to... To make that step up again, and well, I mean, he's
1: coming out of spending a lot of time in the boomer setup. where really. yeah. he looked more than more than comfortable, very comfortable yeah. So
0: which is great. And again, that's going to be massive for his confidence. Ben Air, I think, is um, they've done right by him and in, in moving him up. Yeah. Um, I thought he was really good for them mm. last year. I mean, he'll be coming in behind McCall. So mm. if McCall stays healthy, I'm not sure how much Tiki's going to get. Yep. But to be able to go against him every single day is mm. it's going to be good for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And then yeah, look. Of the ins, I think, for me, the interesting one's going to be Jonah Antonio, purely mm-hmm. because I've played with him before, yes, he's, yes. A, he's a Senators junior, and um, he's just got such a quick trigger. Yep. His shot is yep. so fast now, that, uh, and it's cash, it's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a really good shooter, and that was always what he did when he was uh, here, yep. he was always that shooter, and um, I think he fits into their system really well.
1: As someone that's got a similar background to him, are you disappointed that... They don't get to play in their hometown. Are you, glad? Are you disappointed the Wildcats might not have found a, found a spot for him as he came back to, to the country?
0: Uh, look, yes and no. Yes and no. I think um, timing is everything. Mm. You no, know, and, and that's something that... Because I know he spent
1: some time back in Perth because yeah. when I caught up with him, he was in this very building we're in right now here at, yep. Here at Warwick.
0: Yep, yep. So, yeah, look, you know, like we've, we've mentioned before when we were talking about my story and, and all mm. that sort of stuff, you know, timing is everything. Yep. You know, I think... He'd be playing behind guys like Tom, you know, and that's, I think he's going to get more of an opportunity in Cairns than he would have here in Perth. So, yeah. at the end of the day, in professional sports, you've got to look out for yourself, mm. you know, and I think uh, he's got a bit of a relationship with Forty anyway, so yeah. that also helps. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see how he's going to go yeah. in, in this year. Yeah, I think he's going to be a perfect fit on.
1: And it's a system that's made for him, too. He'll be a perfect fit for sure. in that system. Ilora Hawks, another team with a fair bit of change, obviously, changing coach with Jacob Jacomas taking over from Brian Gorgian. Um, but um, they brought back Tyler Harvey and Sam Froling. They'll be, they'll be their two captains. Of, of the inclusions, Justin Robinson, his combination in the backhaul with Tyler Harvey is going to be damn tough to stop. They're yeah. going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, George King, in his last game with the Blitz, he actually stepped up and looked. Looked good when he was, when he was aggressive. Yeah. Mango Madiang, um, trash-talking is fair to, fair, to, fair to say he's going to be very good at, but yeah. he can have an impact at both ends of the court as well. Wani Swaka can come in as that defensive presence like he was at the Kings. Mm-hmm. I think Deng Deng is ready to have a real impact on a team as well. Yeah. Um, hard to know what to, to expect from this team, but they've got enough talent and explosiveness there in their three imports, and we've seen what Sam Prolin can do as well. I think
0: they'll, they'll still be pretty competitive. Yeah, look, I think so. They're definitely gonna be a wait and see team. Mm. Um, it's it's hard to tell right now. Look, I think they are certainly one of the teams that probably lost a big chunk of talent. Yeah. Um, and you know, just having guys coming in that are a bit of a unknown in mm. this league. Mm. And I think it makes it difficult to to really see what they're gonna be like. Um I think Wani's gonna have a big impact there. Yeah. I think just defensively and, and being that leader on the defensive end. So, yeah, look. I'm I mean, you just
1: look at those first four names on the outs. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I mean, Cleveland, Reith, Redden, Mays and Jessup. Yeah. Along with Harvey and Froling, you know, four of their most important six players last
0: year. Oh, that, yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, those guys that, players that prove themselves in the NBL mm. and then those guys move on. You bring in new guys that aren't really known too much in the NBL mm. yet. It's, it's just, it's one of those leagues that, it's, it's, I feel like it's very different than any other league. Mm. It's, it's ref differently. It's played differently. So yeah, they're a wait and see team. I mm. think.
1: Melbourne United. I think it's almost impossible to know what to expect from them. Yes. Now, so, um, you know, they've still got Chris Golding to come, come back. Shay leaves back. Mason Peeling's out injured. I'm not sure how long for. They now, no longer have Ariel Hugporti. Dave Barlow's out of retirement. Brad Newley probably had to be coached into playing again as well, you, you yeah. almost suggest. And David aquera is back as well. Um, as for their inclusion, so they've gone for three imports. John Tucker, very confident. He's going to put up a lot of shots as well. He's not going to lack, lack, lack any confidence yeah. or, or shyness. Um, Jordan Caroline's going to have to have a big impact down low now without Huck 40. Xavier Radden-Mays coming, coming in as that backup point guard. Isaac Humphries, who... He's going and needs to stay healthy for this team. Makoak Malawach as well, coming down from Darwin. Um, what do you make of, of that squad? And I guess the question is now, they've gone for three imports, two of which are, are guards with Tucker and Radden Mays. Do they potentially have to make a move there to look for an import big or what do they do to re- try and replace Huck Cordy in the short term?
0: It's a tough one because, you know, even though he was the next star, I think Huck Cordy was way more of an important mm-hmm. especially the way he finished last year yeah so that's a massive out for them mm-hmm. and in a team that lost a heck of a lot in, mm-hmm. in talent mm-hmm. over the off season, that's such a massive blow for them yep. um yeah look i think i think tucker's going to be legit i think he's going to be mm-hmm. tough he's yeah. going to be really good humphries is going to have to stay healthy <laughs> he's going <laughs> to he has no choice yeah. but to stay yeah. healthy yeah. because he right now he's really their only proper five yeah
1: yeah um I mean, Caroline isn't quite big enough to be a five against a lot of guys, especially no. someone like a Baines. He's yeah. he's a four man who, at a stretch, can play stretches at the five. Yeah, but not not, not as your starting five.
0: No, I don't think so either. Um, and look, I think you know, like we said, with those guys that haven't signed yet, I think mm-hmm. Nate Jawai might be an option mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, purely for just big body and yeah. someone that can can go against the bigs in the league now. Yeah. So. Not sure what they're going to do because they're going to have to do something yep. because uh, losing Huck Pauly was massive for them, I think. Chris Gording is, is going to have to have another big year mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to happen because, yep. you know, he's, he's, he's Chris Gording and I think he'll he will just be as dominant. But um having a guy like Xavier ratham Mays in the squad now that's a fairly ball-dominant guard, mm. um, it's going to be interesting to see how they go. So
1: if they don't make a change import-wise and they do have to look locally as a replacement, do you feel like Nate is... Almost the, the only option that sort of springs to mind?
0: I think so. I think so. If, you, if you're looking at locals, I don't really see another option mm-hmm. for them. Um, really, your only other option would be Hodgson. Yeah. And
1: He's already like, signed in, in, yeah, in Asia, yeah, so in Asia, you'd he? have, to, right. you have yeah. to buy out his there contract you if you want to get there him
0: back. Go. There you go. So, look, I think, um, I think Nate is probably your best option. Yep. We'll, we'll wait and see.
1: It'd be a shame if we don't get to see him back in the league because he he didn't want to finish. He hasn't. He's, yep. not, he's not ready to retire. He, he feels like he can still play in the league and he didn't like the way things ended in Cairns. Mm-hmm. So let, let's hope it works out for him. Um, I think that would be a good story for everyone and he could actually make an impact mm-hmm. because unless you're Aaron Baines, good luck stopping him. he yeah, exactly. <laughs> down in, in the block as well. Exactly. Um, New Zealand Breakers. Um, I, I just can't wait to see them play that first game back at Spark Arena. It's already sold out. You're going to have almost 10,000 people in that building and they're going to be so... So appreciative to see their team again more, more than anything, so really ex- really excited for that it's a shame that Tom Abercrombie won't be there, but they have got some locals on this team who will get to appreciate it so i'm really happy that Rob Lowe has you know been allowed to see out his contract and come back for another year, and he's looking good at the blitz he's looking yeah. like um, Modi will actually have a role for him, Sam Timmons as well coming back will have a big role to play then they brought brought back some locals Isaiah Liafa back in back in New Zealand, Dan Foto, Tom Bedanovic. Um and they brought in Three new imports: Barry Brown, Jerrell um, Brantley, and Derek Pardon. Ryan R- Rupaire, who we'll get to in our predictions a bit later, he looks like he could sort of match what Osman Jing did last year as a as a next star. And Cam Gooden, he's he's motivated and he feels like he might actually find a find a bit better, bit more of a of a role that he can actually deliver a bit more in this team in New Zealand. it's, it's hard to know what to expect from them though.
0: It is, it is. So lots of turnover. And, you know, I think teams like that usually take a couple of weeks to get going mm. and, and figure out. Um, Gee, it's almost that whole roster changed, <laughs> changed.
1: I mean, Abercrombie now won't be there. Um, yeah. you, got, you, got, you got Rob and Sam who played you know, pretty small roles on the team last year and, and Will McDowell-White's really the only guy that played a lot of minutes
0: last year that's back. Yep. And, yeah, look, I've, I think it's going to be awesome to see them playing back in New Zealand, mm. like you said, I think. The break is faithful, um, has been waiting a long time and uh, that first game is going to be absolutely rocking. Mm-hmm. So it would uh, be awesome to be at that game. Yeah, look, I think, uh, I think they're going to be decent. You know, I think, like I said, once they kind of figure out their niche and, mm-hmm. and how their play style is, um, I think they're going to be tough because they've got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. They do have a lot of talent and it's, uh, yeah. it's good to see my guy Rob Lowe play again. Yes. I think towards the end of last year when he... Pretty much had to play. Mm. Uh, he proved that he was still a legit player, yep. and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see him with an actual role so far yes. in the Blitz, and hopefully that carries over the season. Will McDowell White, I think, is uh, is prepped for a big season. Yep. You know, had had a really good off season. Um, again, just a confidence booster yep. off season for him. So, be good to see him running the show a bit. Campbell is is the one that I'm excited for in this mm. squad because again, fresh start, I think uh, he's struggled to find his role uh, these past few years mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's going to be nice to, to see him get back into his groove and, and hopefully be a bit more confident on the offensive end mm-hmm. because uh, he's someone that his offensive game has just kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again that's part of not really knowing his role too much in that in that uh, past few years. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Um, both Wildcats, an interesting one. Obviously, it's going to be a totally new system under John, really. But, and we talked about their off-court turnover before, but the playing squad actually hasn't changed too much. So, they swapped around two imports. So, Brady Manak and Tayshawn Thomas have come in. Vic Law and Michael Frazier have gone out. And really, the only other change is Corey Webster coming in for, for mm-hmm. Kevin White. Um, excited about Corey Webster and Bryce Cotton working together yeah. based on what we've seen at the Blitz it looks like that could that, that could be a lot of fun to watch when they're on the court together mm-hmm. um, I think Brady's is <laughs> an exciting prospect um, I think Thomas can be a pretty handy handy big as well um, and then it's pretty much the team from last year what do you make of, of this Wildcats squad
0: I think and this is something that the Wildcats have done really well in the past and part of the reason they've been so successful is that continuity mm-hmm amongst the squad so bringing back most of the same players is very much a, a Perth Wildcats trait yeah, yeah. and that's really good for them I think this mm. year obviously a lot of turnover because of the coach so yeah, it's gonna be a yeah, whole new yeah. system and you know he's, he's obviously come in late and, mm. and that sort of stuff so I think uh, I think they're gonna be legit they're mm. gonna be a contender again yeah, for sure, sure. Um, absolutely I think if, if Corey can buy into that mm. uh, bench role and yeah. being that spark off the bench mm. He's gonna be legit. Yeah. And you know It's not exactly
1: a letdown if you're guarding Bryce one minute and then all of a sudden you've got a fresh Corey Ooh, coming it. at you.
0: That's it. you know, even if you have Bryce and Corey playing at the same time, you yeah. know, you bring Norto off for a break or, mm-hmm. or something like yep. that, and you've yep. got Corey and Bryce on there. Yeah. You know, you've got to throw defenders at these guys. Oh yeah. Travis is gonna be good again, confidence boosting off season for yep. him, yep. Um, in so many aspects. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be great. to see corey sherville i think hopefully he can he can get some tick and and um get back because i mean he's been riddled with injuries the past couple of seasons which which again especially for a young player really sucks to see um and he was someone that was coming along nicely you know um, playing against him in the nbl1 then all of a sudden injuries hit him yeah Yeah, that's that's it really sucks for a younger player Mm -hmm. so good to see him um Look, Brady Manic, I think, is an interesting one. I mm. think he's, uh, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Mm. Um, you know, watching the NCAA last year, I've always thought that he was someone that would fit the NBL system really yep. well. Yep. So I'm excited to see what he, uh, what he does. Mm. Uh, he's an absolute knockdown shooter. Yes. And uh, I think he's about 6'9". Yep. So 6'9", high release, he's going to get his shot off mm. when he wants. Yep. Um, but he's also you know proven that he can he can bang the big boys and and be physical so that's it's, gonna be good. I can't wait for
1: to see him match up with d j ho that's gonna yeah, be a lot of fun
0: that will be a good good little match up so uh yeah, it'd be interesting to see who gets uh, gets the best out of that one. <laughs> yeah. But um, look, I'm hoping Nordo stays healthy. Mm. That's that's a big one for me because again, just someone well, who's well, he's injured at the moment. How? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've you just got to feel for him. Oh well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, someone who's who's one of the hardest working guys that mm. that you're going to be around and um, just can't seem to stay healthy, yeah. which uh, which is, is frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating for him, um, but. You know my teammate in in Kyle zuni mm. i think is is ready for a big year yep. you know been been stepped up from the d p spot into a full roster spot yep. and uh he was he was really good for us this year i think yep. running the show and um you know once we had corbin go down he was he was it he was yep. he was kind of our point guard yep. so I think that was did him a world of good and mm-hmm. I think he's ready to, to take on the role if if Norto goes mm-hmm. down or even just to back him up whether they pull back Norto's minutes a bit yeah. just to try see if that works for him and um, look I, I think this team's going to be legit mm-hmm. they've got all the pieces to be legit you also
1: played with Majuk Majuk there late in the season at the Senators did you did you, you
0: Did you enjoy that loved it yeah no Juk's good I only had a couple of games with him unfortunately yeah. and then I hurt myself but you know he was he was a main focus for us late in the season yeah. and, and he's just Big, strong, smart player. And, he uh, hit a game winner in a final fight. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. They left him wide open <laughs> under the rim. Probably not the smartest thing to do. But, uh, yeah, like he's he's just he's one of those bolster guys for them, I think. Um, doesn't try to do anything fancy or out of the realm mm. of what he knows he can do. Yep. Um, you've got to get a hand up on his three because he can knock that thing down. Can, so. Yeah. I know it was only last year that he shot his first NBL <laughs> yep, three, yep. but uh, he can knock that thing
1: down. Yeah. Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. I mean, it, like we touched on before, a lot of this is going to come down to how healthy they are. They also look very small. So they they lost Joe Chi. Alan Williams has come in. I think he's similar to Jordan Caroline from Melbourne, where he's not quite big enough to be that be that five man. So they're going to need Dane Pinot to to stand up as well and play a big role. Um, and now we just wait and see on. How long it takes for Trey Call and Gary Brown to to get healthy. We wait and see on Mitch Creek and Ryan Brokhoff as well. Um, I think at full strength, they're a very good-looking team, but I'm just not quite sure when we're going to get to see everyone out, out on the court together.
0: Yeah, and again, another wait-and-see team, purely for the mm-hmm. fact of you know, so many of their key guys are hurt. Yep. Um, Dane's definitely going to have to step up, um, which... I can see happening, yeah, I think. Yeah. He's, he's a, a guy that is at the point of his career now. He's been in the league for a few years. Mm-hmm. This probably needs to be his season to step up. Sure. Um, and like I said, I can see that happening because he's, he's been good in, yeah. in the spurts that he's, that he's had. So that, that's going to be a good one. Kyle, just another a leader um, on that team mm-hmm. now. They've got, look, they've got a lot of guys that have, have been around the league um, you know those those returning guys have been around the league for a long time, mm-hmm. um, so look there's there's a wealth of knowledge there. Yeah. But look, it, it's going to be difficult. I'm I'm not sure. Like I said before, they're going to start the season on the back foot purely because mm-hmm. of injuries, and I'm hoping that they can get full strength because because they'll be tough when they are, and yeah. uh, they'll certainly run over some teams.
1: Sydney Kings, the reigning champions. Now they have brought back Xavier Cooks and DJ Vasiljevich, who. There was a bit of talk about both of them potentially going to the NBA. So so they're, they're very high-level talent. Um, Jordan Hunter's almost a new recruit who didn't play at all last year. Then um, they've still got Sean Bruges, Jalen Galloway, Angus Glover, Boo Wiley, Bales. But as we talked about before, the, the outs are significant. And it's not only the imports of Jalen Adams, Gerald Barton, Ian Clark, but um, they had their next star in Maker who came in last year and he was really good in the back half, come finals time. So they have lost him as well. Um, Wani Swaka, who was a starter on that team and the, the defensive presence, Tom Verdanovich played a really big role. Um, now Tim Suarez is a is a Brazilian big man who has some talent. Whether or not he can replace Jerome Martin is a yeah. is a big ask. Derek Walton is again hugely talented, but can he replace Jalen Adams? Justin Simon comes in, you know, as a former Defensive Player of the Year. Koat Noi, you know. It's almost make a break time for him now to yep. show that he's an NBL player. Um, talent wise, they've lost a lot, but they're still the reigning champs and they've still got a lot to work with.
0: Oh, for sure. I think they've done a good job of, of trying to replace those that they've lost. And, um, but you're right, look, there's that outs list is, is just as loaded with talent as any other out list <laughs> in the league, yeah. so that's that's a brutal one for them. But look, I think, uh, like you said. Derek Walton, he's going to be tough. I think he's going to be tough. But you know, can he be that Jalen Adams? I, mm. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but he's going to have his own own things he's good at. And um, Jalen Adams is, is one of those you know, guys that come in and make a massive impact mm-hmm. straight away. So they're hard to replace. Yeah. Um, I, I still think Jarrell Martin is, is one of their biggest outs because mm. I think he was just one of the most consistent players for them and, and someone that, you know, Teams just struggle to guard. Yep. You know, like, like I said all last year and even at the start of this one, you know, you can't put a big big on him because mm-hmm. he's he's too quick, he's yep. too mobile, he can stretch out to the three and you can't put a smaller guy on him because it'll just take yeah. you down the block. So
1: And he worked so well alongside Cooks as well. well. He did,
0: he did. It was it was a perfect combination. So um look, I expect I expect Zave and B J to really step up this mm-hmm. year. You know, Zave was unbelievable last yep. year, so you know say so he needs to step up it's is a big ask, but look I think probably more um as a leader of that group and mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be the big thing. Um be good to see Jordan Hunter back in. Yeah. Um you know, obviously he Well he's he's probably the more natural
1: replacement for Gerard Martin in a lot of ways.
0: I think so. I think so. But look, I, I think it's he'll he'll take a few games to get yeah. into it. Um and then another Galloway mm-hmm. the athletes.
1: Are you glad you didn't have to play against both of them on the same team the same in the NBL one?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Jeez, that looked like a nightmare to try and guard. It was yeah. just a highlight reel yeah. constantly, yeah. wasn't it? So, no, look, I, I, I think they're still legit. I think their play style is that kind of NBA-ish, mm. spread the floor, get yeah. out and run type style. So I think they've picked up some decent pieces to, mm. to be able to do that. Sure. And then you put Justin Simon in there as that defensive stopper. So mm. I, I think they're going to be legit. Not sure if they're going to be as good as last year, and hmm. I think they'll be tough. Yeah.
1: Last one, the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. They're probably the most stable group out of out of everybody. I know they've got a couple of injuries with Clint Steindl and Will Magnay, who'll miss the start of the season. But they they've done pretty well to bring in Isaac White and and Tristan Forsyth as as the interim replacements and then it's just a swap of two imports so yep. milton doyle pretty much in to replace josh adams richard kelly for mccall mcintosh and it's the grand final team from last year um i mean stability is a huge thing and, that, and that's and that's what they've
0: got oh absolutely and you know like i said with the cats like that really small turnover of players it is huge mm-hmm. so everyone's used to playing with, with each other and you got to add in two imports which i mean that's usually the natural mm-hmm. way it goes you know yeah. so to have Josh Jet back, I think it's huge. Mm-hmm. I think that's massive for them. Hopefully we have a healthy real magnet this season. Mm. But, um, yeah, look, they changed their play style to, to play without him last yeah. year and yeah. it worked for them. Yeah. So that might be a bit of a learning curve for them, putting mm-hmm. him back in the system yeah. and, and getting them... Um,
1: but we don't know when that'll be still, unfortunately, exactly at this point. I
0: know, I know. So, but, yeah, look, I think they're going to be legit again. Yep. You know, I, the only thing is they don't have that new teams sneak up on your mm. effect this year. Yep. So yep. teams are ready for them. Absolutely. Um, but, and, well, but they're, they're, and they're
1: probably rather than them being the hunters, they they probably almost have a target on their backs now.
0: I think so. I think so. But, you know, I think towards the end of last year it was always I think tassie were a legit team and oh, yep. obviously because they made the grand final. Yeah. Um teams were ready for that. They yep. still rose to the challenge and Having Josh Adams out is massive because he was such a big-time player for yeah. them, and yeah. especially in that grand final yeah. series. Yeah. Um, you know, he did all he could. Yeah. So it's a big shoes to fill there for Doyle. Um, Kyle McIntosh, I thought, got better mm. as the season went on. Mm. You know, I'm I'm surprised they kept him at the start of the year. Yeah. But uh, you know, showed faith and, and kept him along, yeah. and I thought he was good for them he was. late in the season. Yeah. You know, he could have stayed on the court for longer. I think yeah. he, he just struggled to adjust. Yeah. But be interesting to see what Kelly's like um, mm. in this league so no look I, I think they again they're going to be legit I think uh, they'll certainly have a target on their back like you mm-hmm. said but they're, they're going to be a, a, a tough tough squad again they will um, all right Cody that's how
1: every team's looking let's take a bit of a break when we come back we'll we'll sum all that up and give you some predictions and, and wrap up this first episode of hoop Seven's basketball hustle for for this season Cody, back on Hoop 7s Basketball Hustle, and we'll go through some predictions for all the NBL season upcoming. And these are always fun when you look back on them in a few months' time, and you realise that you were way off the mark. But <laughs> but we'll put our put our necks on the line. Um, why don't we start right at the top? And right now, who do you think's going to win the championship?
0: Uh, look, right now, I think I think Adelaide's going to be the team to beat. Mm. I think uh, they're probably one of the more well-rounded teams, um, and. Yeah, look, I think purely going off off the blitz, which like yep. I said before, I, don't if, I hate doing. Yep. I, I think Adelaide is probably going to be the champs.
1: Yep, I, I've gone for Adelaide as well, just yep. just because, like I said at the start of the show, I think they've got the most talent in the in the whole league, but also some winners, and you know, defensively, you know, with Antonius, Cleveland, and Sunday Dutch, they're almost going to be just as good as they are going to be offensively, and they've got a lot of offensive talent a, as well. Um, now I did. The rider on that is that I predicted Adelaide to make the grand final last year as well, and they didn't come close. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. take take my <laughs> prediction for, for a grain of salt, but yeah, I've gone on the 36s. Um, so the top four, let's pick our top four, and then the two teams who you think will finish fifth and sixth and make the, the play in game as well. So it's a yeah. little bit of a different setup this year. Yeah. Um, start with your top four, and then who are the other two teams you'd throw in?
0: So, look, top four, I'm not going to go in any particular order here. Uh-huh. So I've got Adelaide and Brisbane, yep, and then I've got um, Perth mm-hmm. and Tassie, yep, so
1: yep, I've gone top four. Adelaide and Brisbane as well. Then the Sydney Kings and Tasmania. Who are the Who are the other two teams you would chuck in?
0: Uh, so Kings, yep, and then look, it was <laughs> it was Melbourne, mm-hmm. but with Huttporty out, it's, mm. it's it's tough. Um, oh, geez. Look, I'm, I'm going to stick with Melbourne.
1: I'll yep, stick with yep. Melbourne. Okay, so I've got the Perth Wildcats in there as well, and then I've got the Alara Hawks. Mm. Um, it's really tough. I mean, because it's it's then you're leaving out a Cairns team who look, who look good. New Zealand, we don't know. Yeah. And then I've left out both Melbourne teams. Um, yeah. But we've got to we've got to pick somebody, and somebody yeah. has to has to miss out. So, what do you think of the playing system? Hey, like, do you like that, or would you rather just stick with the usual top four?
0: Look, I, I don't know. Look, I think. I think you play a full season to to make that top four, right? Mm. While I don't mind that second chance of teams, especially like this year, where mm. you know you had a, the very last game of the season yeah. determined that top yeah. four. Yeah. I think that second chance is is good, mm. but I'm not I'm not really sold on the whole playing game. Mm. You know, I still think top four should be the top four because you play the season for that, and yeah. that's that's what you aim for. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Mm. But I personally, I, I just like having that top four at the yeah. end of the season, and then that's it. Yep,
1: uh, I probably agree. But it's all about trying to, I guess, create more content, more than more for than sure. anything. And yeah, they, yeah. They, they can create an extra cutthroat game that everyone has to tune in for and pay their tickets for. Then I guess it's it's worthwhile.
0: Yeah, and I guess with more teams yeah. now, it's it's a bit different. Yep. You know, top four is is fairly brutal mm-hmm. with with ten teams yeah. in the league. Yep. So whether they're trying to experiment with it a bit, I'm, I'm all for it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Your MVP, this is a tricky one. I'm interested to see where you're leaning. Bryce Cotton. Mm-hmm. I think he's had, he's been able to go home this off-season, mm-hmm. he's been able to catch up with family, he's yeah. been able to rest. Yep. Something that he hasn't been able to do the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think the Cats have added pieces around him that he doesn't, while he's going to be a focal point, mm. he doesn't have to be that focal point mm-hmm. for forty minutes. Yeah. So I we've, think we've already
1: seen the blitz where he can score thirty-six points one night, and then a couple of nights later, he can dish out seven or eight assists and be yeah. a playmaker.
0: Yeah. So I look, I think he's uh, he's going to be ready and raring to go this season. So uh, yeah, he's he's going to be my MVP this year. I think.
1: I don't disagree, but I thought I'd go somewhere different, and yeah. I think just because his team's going to need to rely on him to put up a lot of shots and put up a lot of numbers. And he's pretty capable. He's a pretty exciting player. And he's already declared himself the best import in the league. So he already thinks he's better than Bryce Cotton. Yeah. I've gone John Tucker from, yep. from Melbourne United. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, look, and, uh, look, I think he's going to be legit. He, mm. he looks tough. Certainly doesn't lack confidence, like <laughs> you said. Yes. But, uh, yeah, to, to say you're the best import in the league when uh, the league has Bryce Cotton mm. is, is a big call. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, he's, he's going to be fun to watch. So, um, <laughs> yes. yeah, that's... Uh, that, that's a very fair call, I think.
1: Yeah, as long as you can back it up. It's, it's all right to talk, as long mm-hmm. as you can back it up. And we might have seen that a little bit in the NBL 1 final series that may, maybe it's best sometimes to, to keep quiet, yeah. keep Cody. Yeah. Um, rookie of the Year. So this includes your next stars, and we've probably got less to choose from this season than maybe maybe the last couple of years. And it's tough It's tough to know of the rookies who's actually going to get to, to play a big role. And yeah. it's also tough to know at times who's eligible for this award. But mm-hmm. who jumps out at you Im- immediately?
0: Ah. Uh, it's, it's a tough one It's a tough one Because You've got guys like Kyle Zunick mm-hmm. And And Ben Eyre Who yeah. have been elevated To full time Roster mm-hmm. spots mm-hmm. now And I think They're both going to Have an impact But I think They're also Following guys that Play major minutes yep. So it's, it's a hard one to tell Because mm-hmm. um, those two Were guys that really Jumped out at me But I think From New Zealand Is Ray Rupert, yeah. I think And we spoke about this mm-hmm. Um because, look, I think he's probably going to get more of an opportunity than anyone else. Yep. Um, so he would be my pick uh, for right now. Um, but then again, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yep. So yep. You know, some of those other guys could mm. be forced to play a major role. Yep. But, uh, yeah, look, he would be my pick now. Uh, he's my pick as well yep. from what we've seen him. He, he's, a, he's a big guy I think
1: he's got a seven-three wingspan yeah, yeah. He can shoot he can, he can finish He can block shots We've seen yeah. all of this already At the Blitz So he looks pretty exciting um, The best defensive player Now this is This is an interesting one So we've got We've got the last Couple of winners in the league together Justin Simon back in yeah. the league We've got Antonius Cleveland Still in the league You've still got Sunday Detch You've still got Mitch Norton there's probably, a, there's probably I'm sure there's other guys Who will put their hands up as well There's a,
0: there's a few to choose from there is, there is, um, and my immediately thought with this was going to be Justin Simon, mm-hmm. purely for the fact that I think he probably has not so much lesser defenders around him, but he's mm. more of a standout defender yeah. in that squad yep. than than some of the other guys. Yep. Like you said, like with Adelaide, mm. there's three or four guys on there that could contend for that. Yeah, so yeah. it's going to be tough to see, but so I yeah I would go that way. Yep, I've gone Justin Simon yep. as well.
1: Um just because he's been so good I mean 2 years ago we saw what he did at the Hawks he went to Germany last year won that league's best defensive player award and the commentary of the blitz you know mentioned that his nickname that he got in Germany last year was the minister of defense <laughs> yeah. so that, yeah. that I mean it, it, it says it all but even even Wainey Swacker at the Hawks will put his name name in the mix I'm sure there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good defenders around but yeah to me he'll he'll play that three man role that mm-hmm. that he played similar to the Kings and His job there is to be the lockdown defender. So, yeah, I think he's my pick. Coach of the year, really tough to know until we see how their team actually plays. But
0: does somebody jump out, you know, at this point? For me, the two that jump out for me is CJ and I think John really. I Mm -hmm. think those two are two guys that I think their teams are going to be dramatically improved Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to be big reasons for Mm -hmm. that. Um, I think purely for the fact that Adelaide is going to be a legitimate title contender. None of the cats aren't. because yeah, I yeah. think they are going to be yeah. legit title contenders as well. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to go with CJ. I think. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: I've gone James Duncan yep. simply because I think he had a lot of turmoil to deal with last year, Lots. and from what I've seen this year, they, like I said at the start, they look to be the best, the best organised team mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. And based on that, that's why, that's why I've gone for, gone for, gone for, gone for him in his second season as coach at Brisbane. Again, the most improved player is a really tricky one because we kind of need to wait to see actually who, yeah. who steps up to, to deliver based on what they did last year and who takes that next step. But, you know, is there somebody that you're expecting big things from?
0: Yeah, again, it's a, it's a tough one because really you've got to have a bit of a down year and then come yeah. out and be really yeah. good. And like we spoke about, you know, off the, off the pod is guys like Todd Blanchfield who mm-hmm. I thought... Didn't have his best year last mm. year, mm. and I think he's going to be a lot more open and have more mm. space and range, and yeah. to to be able to play his game this yeah. year. But I think you can almost play the John really role on this forecast yeah, game, exactly, exactly. So he'll be learning from the best. So, but look, I think um, for me, most improved, I think is going to be Tanner Krebs. Mm. I well, think he, we um, we never he, spoke about that, but that's no. who I tipped as. Well. Oh, yeah, there you go, there you go. Look, I think he had a massive off season, and, and again, just a confidence booster and, and being able to play with those. Rizzy's uh, teammates, I mm. think, was big for him. So I think he's gonna he's gonna step up, and I yeah. think he's gonna have to.
1: I watched a lot of his games at Gold Coast in the NBL One North, and mm. I, he's got a lot of ability that I didn't know that he had that I hadn't seen him at NBL level. He's a much better athlete than I thought. Yeah. He's he looks, I guess, at NBL One level, he's a lot bigger than he looks at NBL level. But he can finish at the rim, he can create, he can handle the ball, and he can. We know he can shoot. He's a lot. He's a, he's got a lot more tricks than perhaps I I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, he like like I said, he had a big, big off season. Mm. So, I
1: mean, he's probably your size, which I didn't I didn't realize he was as big as he actually is. He's yeah,
0: big. I think he. Oh, I can't. Uh, I was reading something on his size and stuff like that. I think he's a bit shorter than I am, but he's certainly filled out a bit. He yeah, you know, he's strong. Yeah. So he's. Um, yeah, look, he's 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 a and I think he's gonna he's prime for a big year, mm. especially with a, a team that's fairly stacked. Mm. I think he's going to be that one that can. Sneak up on teams okay. and and have some big games, and he's I think he's probably going to be the most improved. As we wrap it up, what's the what what are you most
1: excited to see this NBL season?
0: Couple things. So I'm excited to see what the Cats are going to do with that lineup. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and then adding John really into that, I mm. think that they're going to be a fun team to watch. Um, like I said, fresh and rejuvenated. Mm. Bryce Cotton's going to be good. Yep. Seeing Corey Webster in the red and black mm. <laughs> will be interesting. Yeah. Um, but Aaron Baines, seeing Aaron mm. Baines back mm. in the league, that's that's probably one of my most um, exciting things for, yep. for this season. I yep. think uh, it's going to be fun to see him run around with guys like Jace mm. and hopefully Sobes, yep. um, a full healthy Sobes. I think that's, uh, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah,
1: quite simply, what I was going to say was Aaron Baines. Yeah. I mean, you go back three or four years, he was a legitimate star in yeah, the NBA. Absolutely. He was, When he first went to the Phoenix Suns, he was putting up some huge numbers and... Yeah. And I sometimes think he was underappreciated a little bit. Maybe back here we didn't realise just how good he, he was. And, you know, he was the leader on the Boomers team. And then what happened to him in Tokyo was was horrific. Yeah, was. And, and hearing about everything he went through, um, to see him back on the court, to see him smiling again, to see him banging bodies, to see him hurting hurting bodies yeah. just because of how strong he is. I mean, there's no one that can do what he can do in the NBL. And I'm just so happy to see him back on the court playing. And I'm I'm feeling grateful that we get to see him up close. and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up in the NBA by the end of this NBL season. He might not even finish it yeah. at the Brisbane Bullets because I think a lot of NBA teams will be looking at him pretty closely because they know what he can
0: do. And if he can prove that he's healthy, you know, he's he's an NBA player still. Oh, absolutely is, and you know that's part of the reason why I don't have Brizzy kind of higher on hmm. my on my list. this, well, this year is because <laughs> if he, if he's not there come playoff time, they're they're a very different looking team. Well, they are, they, right? they are. Between that and I mean, so has been yes. healthy, um, yeah. but look, I think. He's, he's definitely an NBA talent still, mm. and and hopefully for his sake, he proves that to some NBA teams and, mm. and gets picked up late. Mm. But um, as as selfish as it is, I hope he stays in the league because <laughs> oh, that season, absolutely absolutely it's great. great. So, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: I mean, the, in a perfect world, I guess for us, he finishes this NBL season, and next off season signs in the NBA, yep. and we see him seeing him back there, and he gets the payday that he deserves. Yeah. He deserves a, a retirement fund to yes. to, to build upon. Alright, Cody, we'll put those predictions out. We'll get some thoughts from, from our team members here on the show as well. And you know, Matty Knight and Scotty Ninnis and a couple of others will we'll get them to put their necks on the line as well. So it's not just us that people can can respond to. So we'll find out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So um we'll we'll get back to that next week and it's been a big show. So I hope you've all enjoyed this update on how the season's looking and how the off season has gone. All of a sudden next week, Cody, we'll be back in it will be days out from round one, and we'll be looking forward to, to, to that next Saturday night. But thanks to Hoop7 for making this possible. I'm Chris Pike, and I'll sign off with, with Cody on your first official show as our, <laughs> our co-host here. Cody, what would you like to
0: send off with? Man, uh, look, welcome back to everyone, everyone mm-hmm. listening. And uh, thank God that uh, the, the NBL season is <laughs> back upon us. Um, <laughs> looking forward to it. It's going to be a good year.